don't you start this one, Coach? All right. Well, I'm Coach Greg McNeil from Coach's Corner and uh, Western Alliance for Integrated Health, um, author, strength and conditioning coach, contractor, all-round good dude, and funny man. Yes, you are. My name's Sherry. I own Genius Communication and uh, business consultant. Basically, I solve my clients' problems, Coach. You make them lots of money. That's what I do. I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> An all-around determined... You're just a cool chick. <laughs> determined cool chick. <laughs> determined to live my life, Coach, and be a blessing to other people, really. Help them achieve their dreams. And again... I'm that's, grateful yeah, for that. Yeah. So I want to say that without the joke, I'm literally very grateful for the work that you do in this community. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, our uh, other names are Gandalf for you, Coach Yoda for me. This is a podcast where no BS is allowed. I think it's funny. I'm probably more fiery at times where you're more <laughs> water flowy. Uh, <laughs> And so usually I have a little tangent. I go on every uh, every episode. But uh, this, this is the place, Coach, where we just don't allow people to deflect. We don't allow people to uh, make excuses. If you want to live your best life, it requires you to look full on into those things that prevent you from doing that or that make you basically um, someone that other people don't want to be around. Absolutely. Well mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now... Uh, we're going to talk about conflict. Ooh. I think people's minds will instantly go to like personal conflict between maybe you and another person. And we may dive into that. Yep. Put the gloves on. Yep. (laughs) But we're actually going to start with the internal conflict. The scary, uncomfortable place. Yes. Yeah. We have two episodes on the uncomfortable place they can listen to. I think it's episode three and four. Uh, I had a thought. And this is why I had conflict written down. You know, one of the things I do is lie detection. I teach people how to detect lies. <laughs> and, uh, and it's fun. It's fun watching. You know, it's fun teaching it. But one of the things that I learned when I did research, because I actually have a bonus module in my online course, Persuade okay. Like a Boss, um, that when you say a lie, it actually causes a stress response inside you. And one of the things that happens right off the bat, now if someone's doing this and you don't have at least two or three more red flags, you cannot say that person's lying, okay? (laughs) But one of the like high, high red flags is they'll rub their nose. Oh. Because their sinus passages actually swell up because they're lying. Mm. And the body is having a stress response and it will show up in the sinuses. Now, again, someone could be rubbing their nose because it itches or, you know, maybe they have a cold, you know, so you can't, you have to have some other signs. But that idea and thought fascinated me that it your body knows you're lying now there is some evidence that sometimes people can actually start believing their lies and they can lie and believe it and you don't have those those red flags right yeah we've seen that right i would just like to add real quick but now we're talking about a person who has delivered to their subconscious a message so many times that the lie now has become their truth. And they've actually seen it on brain scans where mm-hmm. they, they actually have places where now that's a, a, a belief system. That's right. It's not true. Um, so with that in mind, I started thinking, okay, conflict. You know, conflict on the inside 
where maybe you're feeling stressed, maybe the internal conflict is you're pulled between what you know is true and what maybe is a lie for you. Like maybe it even goes back to the realm of authenticity. Mm. Uh, but that internal conflict where you know you should be someone different, someone better, but are you maybe believing things that aren't true, that are lies? Mm. And it's causing stress. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know which how we're going to even talk about this, but that was kind of the synopsis of what I was thinking about conflict. Okay, so... Um, two things come to mind. Okay. So, uh, Carl Jung called it the tension of the opposites. Mm. How we deal with opposing beliefs or feelings in a body. Mm-hmm. And for those who need like a, a biblical example, then I think about uh, Paul um, in Romans mm-hmm. where he describes mm. um acting in ways that are contrary to what he intends. Yeah. Um, the thing he wants to do, he does not do. The thing he does not do, or the thing that he wants to do, he doesn't. The thing he doesn't want to do, he does. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is a form of conflict, a form of um, what I call, again, the tension of the opposites as um, penned by Carl Jung mm. um, some years ago. And one of the things that happens is, and it's beautiful, that when you are in conflict with yourself internally, then you know that you are not in line with whatever your vision is. Mm. And the body always has a reaction to it. Sort of like when a person sees a dog and they're afraid, um, they don't realize the, the hormones and things like that that are triggered and the dog picks it up and it's like, oh, I can smell fear on that person and now guess what? There's six people in the room and the dog keeps going to that one person and barking at them, right? Because it's like, it's you. I see Joseph do it all the time. People that don't like cats, it's like all of a sudden he's around them constantly. That's right. Rubbing on them and stuff. It's like, I'm going to make you <laughs> in like In their me. face. <laughs> now, Coach, that's that's actually deep and that's the direction I wanted to go. So I'm, I wrote it down. So when in conflict eternally, you're not aligned with what you want or who you want to be. So then you got to start looking for the lie. Yes, you do. Because there's something in you that doesn't believe you can have what you want and you can be who you want to be. And that is the conflict. Yes. Yes. Mm. And it's a painful one. Mm -hmm. And I would say, and this is why in my work with other people, I want to know what someone wants. Tell me what you want. And then you can start to see how those patterns sort of like unfold in their lives. And it's unfortunate that the conditioning says you cannot have what you want because that's not a true story. Now, we just mentioned on the podcast earlier that one of the things that we want to do is to stop ourselves from taking in information that is not true, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because it takes us away from our own locus of control, right? Um, Because if you don't think that you can have what you want in life, then what type of life are you living? I want to go a little bit deeper in that because that um, was spurred out of our coaching intensive that we Mm do. And one of the things that we talked about was, you know, the separation of information and facts. And then once you get to the facts, the separation of those that are relevant to who you want to be and what Mm -hmm. you want and those that aren't. And you may have facts that 
are considered true. So one of the examples I used, and I use this a lot because it still fascinates me, is the fact that in my DNA is a fear of public speaking. Right. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. I got it in, you know, my report. It's there. It also said I don't like cilantro. That's true. <laughs> and I might be able to sing on key or off key. Just it depends. 50-50 is how it can go, Coach. I haven't heard you sing yet. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> okay. So when I take that fact, if I would have known that years ago, I probably wouldn't have this business. If you would have accepted that fact. Right. Mm. Because I wasn't in a capacity to recognize that as a fact that's irrelevant to who I want to be and what I want in life. I've now, you know, grown as a person in in emotional intelligence, my faith, things like that, where I know just because that's written in my DNA doesn't mean that is supportive to who I am or what I want in life. Therefore, that's not going to stop me from doing what I need to do. So you may have facts that are actually truth, but the question goes to, does it support who you want to be and what you want to do? If it doesn't, you are creative and adaptive and you can overcome that thing and live the life Basically, coach, it's a hell yeah life, right? That That's our coaching intensive, the hell yeah life. If it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no. And so if that fact does not support your hell yeah, then you are, as a human, adaptive and creative enough to change it. That's true. That's that, good, coach. It is. That's Yoda right there. Yeah, it is true. Does Gandalf agree? I do. Fist bump, there we go. And so, and this is why we're constantly telling people that you need to pay attention to the thoughts that you think yes because whether it's true or not it's only true for you when you accept it now Mm. there are certain things um that we recognize on the planet that we would call true phenomena but what we're talking about in this case here we're talking about an individual do you believe that you can have the life that you lead uh, yes or no. Right. If you do believe it, then you're going to set a course for yourself that's going to manifest the truth of that thinking. Yeah. On the other hand, if you don't believe that you can have it, you're going to set a course for yourself too that reflects um, what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. The only problem is they are both correct yes yes so in that sense then it's impossible for a person not to succeed at whatever they're doing in their lives their dominant thought always leads to dominant uh, attitude behavior everything it like you say if you look at your life today it's a sum total of your dominant thoughts that's exactly right you get what you want exactly and so uh, i think uh other week ago couple of weeks I think I put something up about seed thoughts on mm-hmm. the Facebook page mm-hmm. and I had a feel of corn mm. and the whole idea behind that is is that a thought that we have in our mind is a seed yeah and the more we pay attention to that thought we feed that thought it's going to grow mm-hmm. and it's going to yield one or two outcomes right it's going to be positive in your life or it's going to reflect something in your life that represents a very difficult challenge or something that you don't want. The only problem is, is that if the person does not pay attention to how they are using those thoughts or how they are making that seed grow, they don't 
have the ability to acknowledge that that harvest is actually what they put into place. Yeah. So if you tell yourself that you can't have something that this is what your life looks like, it's it's, it's never going to be something that you're happy with. Well, unfortunately, if that is their dominant thought, their life is going to play out just like that. Yes. But they have succeeded. They just don't realize it. Yeah. There's no such thing, really, if you think about it, as failure because you always get your dominant thoughts. Thank uh, you. So either way, you succeed. It's just what type of success do you want? And it needs to be something that supports. And so... If we go back to, um, like, the idea, because you have to be real. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're a community, whether you're a business, whether you're an individual or you're married or whatever. The, like you said, the truth phenomena that's in the, the universe is there are specific things are irrefutable absolutes. One of those absolutes is whatever is hidden will come out. Yep. Always. That's why criminals eventually get caught. That's why marriages eventually break up. You know, it's why, you know, people, uh, the things they're doing in secret eventually come out. It's yep. just human nature. It's like we are almost like, you know, um, uh, beings that pollution just has to get out some way, right? Okay. So when you think about this whole idea of internal conflict, when you start feeling the pressure and the tension between what you want and then maybe the lie that you're believing that tells you you can't have that, then what happens is you're faced with a choice to, like, let's be real. Let's get into where did that thought form? Where mm. did that lie? We called it hearsay mm -hmm. in one of our intensives. It's like, where, where did it come from? Is it conditioning? Is it an actual fact? But again, does it support who you want to be? But it's an opportunity. When you feel the pressure and the tension between what you want or who you want to be versus where you're at now, on the inside, that conflict, that's an opportunity to actually get around in there and make some changes so you can have what you want, huh, Coach? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> and I've said this before, conflict, crisis and conflict mm -hmm. are opportunities for growth in the individual. Yeah. And the only reason that we would see something like that as a negative is just because of conditioning. Mm -hmm. So when we have that internal conflict, the first thing we have an opportunity to do is make change. It's a way that you have your internal self saying, hey, wait a minute, you don't like something. You have an opportunity to do something here. Now, what are you going to do with that? Right. Yeah. And of course, you know, your vagus nerve, right? That's that long nerve in our body, this is what really causes a lot of those reactions when we are not in align with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you say something to somebody else and you know you don't believe that's true. You feel funny when you say that, right? Yes. Now you're going around for the rest of the day with this nagging guilt in your head because you know you told a lie, yep. right? Yep. So there are these times when you really get to say, this is what I want. And when you feel it's true, you know, you feel good, yeah. right? And now you can move from that, or if there's something that you need to correct, then you can stop and look at it and say, you know, <clears throat> I didn't handle that situation well. Yeah. I'm going to change that. And once you change it, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, misery, depression, anxiety, fear, they are not long-term 
states of consciousness. Okay. A person has to keep ruminating and thinking about that same thing in order to stay in that state of being depressed, anxious, or fearful, yeah. right? So that type of conflict, again, can be changed in that person once they are able to look at it and say, well, where is this coming from? And then the next step is, what am I willing to do yeah. to change that? Yeah, Coach, I had a, a couple situations that come to my mind. Um, one is that one of the things that I do, like in my courses or any of the mentoring I do, is I let people know that how they're designed is fabulous. Yes. There's nothing wrong with them. Yep. If they're an introvert, that doesn't mean something's wrong with them. If they laugh too loud and talk too loud, that doesn't mean something's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. We have a unique design. Right. Each design has weaknesses and strengths, right? Mm -hmm. So we can always turn uh, strengths into weaknesses mm -hmm. if they're overextended, mm -hmm. but we can always turn weaknesses into strengths, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I see a lot with people is relief because they always thought something was wrong with them. Right. And it's like once they realize there's nothing wrong with me, it's like it frees them to pursue the things they want to do and the things they want, right? Absolutely. And so that's one thing is, you know, being comfortable with yourself and celebrating those aspects of your design that are beneficial. Absolutely. And not comparing yourself to others that seem to have things that you want to possess because comparitis always jacks you up. Oh, it does. Because now you're thinking less than yourself and it causes this conflict. Yeah, you're not thinking accurately. And you're looking into something and you're projecting yes and you're projecting on something that again is not true the thinking is not accurate right so just because you're looking at somebody that has a vehicle that you don't have that doesn't mean that their life is all golden stop that yes. right it's like they might be sweating it's, you don't realize that that person that you're looking at they're getting ready to take that car back to the parking lot and or see maybe it. they're about to have a divorce or their <laughs> kids are on drugs or i mean there's just so many things where we always look externally but that whole anxiety and depression thing, I've been mentoring a guy out in California over the phone, never met him in person. And he's, you know, being diagnosed with, you know, bipolar. Now they have a different name for it and all that stuff. But anyway, I was telling him how to, how to make significant changes by tiny little steps. So let's say, you know, you should, because everybody lives by shoulds. Oh, the tyranny. Yes. And you know you should take your dog for a walk or you should go to the gym or whatever it is. I said, drive to the gym and drive home. Yep. <laughs> take your dog across your yard, go back inside. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Because you're tricking your brain and that you've accomplished something, you've fulfilled that goal. Now it drops some dopamine. Mm-hmm. And it's a reward system. And the next time, it doesn't, it's not as much effort to do it, right? That's right. So he had a rough week and things beyond his control, actually, that occurred to him. And so we were processing through them. And then at the end, he said, but you know, I took my dog for a walk. I went grocery shopping with my son and I paid my bills on time this month. Wonderful. I said, that is something to celebrate. It is. And it just encouraged him so much. It may have been a tiny walk. It may have been a small grocery store visit, but that meant a lot to him. And so I think what I want to do is end with the thought that if you 
know you're in conflict because you're not the person you want to be. Mm-hmm. You're not achieving the things you want to achieve. Start making those tiny little decisions mm-hmm. that take you closer to those mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then find out where the lie is coming from. You know, Sherry, that's really important. And as you were speaking, something occurred to me. It doesn't matter. I don't know how many people are currently on the planet. And even though there are places where we can have experience that seems similar, Mm -hmm. no two lives or journey Mm -hmm. is the same. Mm -hmm. So there should be nothing that we should pursue outside of ourselves that involves another person. Like, you don't want the life of this movie star or this athlete or that citizen or that citizen because the road is different and we don't have the ability to be able to see into that. Yeah. But with what you're saying right now, if they trust their own process, each person has the ability to obtain their own greatness at whatever level they so choose. Okay, so we need to wrap this up. What would you say is the first question that they need to ask? I'm going to go back to the same thing I generally ask a person. What do you want from life? What do you want your life to look like? Because desire really is the starting point Mm -hmm. of achievement, but it's the starting point of releasing yourself from that tension because you still have to answer a truthful question. You're in conflict. Your soul, your psyche is asking you for an answer but it's asking you for the correct answer that's going to have you aligned up. If you don't do that, the conflict remains. Yes. Right? So um, we always have to bring a measure of truth, and it starts with what What do you you want. want. Yeah. Yeah. I think once you get that solidified, um, it'd be good to um, maybe write down or ponder the conflicting statements that you are hearing inside that you are saying to yourself or the ones you're saying out loud Um, so look for any of those things that don't support that whether it be people whether it be profession right whether it be location whether it be uh, whatever and ask yourself okay is this aligned with what I want or is it actually causing problems now you obviously now here's where the you know truth confronts BS that doesn't mean that if you look at your husband and you know after 30 years and you're like yeah I don't want to be with you anymore for whatever reason that doesn't mean you just end your marriage you know now if your marriage is one that hey you both you know y'all have y'all sings and you know where it needs to go but I ain't saying just start you know getting rid of people that are important in your life just because they may not agree with you 100%. But what I am saying is that there are people that drain us, that don't support Mm -hmm. who we need to be and who we want to be. There are situations that don't support that. So it requires you to look at, I guess what I'm saying, Coach, is all of your life. You do. And self-love is a starting point. Mm. Again, I'm going to say that, right? You, you, that's the first, that's the primary thing. We weren't born into marriages or relationships with other people. We were born as individuals, so as an individual, you have a right to live the life you want, to succeed, to experience love, or whatever it is that you want to do on the planet. Mm -hmm. That's what you are born with the opportunity to do. And when people are not doing that, 
that's when they feel some of the greatest conflict. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to be accused, Coach, of, you know, telling people they should look for the greener grass. You know what I'm saying? Because that greener <laughs> grass ain't always green. It's like fake. It's like turf. You're going to be eating rubber or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, but I will say this much. Um, I had a professor one time. She looked at me in the eyes and she said, I left my husband because he didn't want to dance. And at first I thought that was kind of like, uh, give me some more. But she was telling me something that was really important. The dance was a metaphor. But what she was really saying to me, I left the man who did not want to live a life that was open enough so that I could express myself the way that I needed to. Yeah. That was causing conflict for her. So as much as she loved him, she didn't love him more than she loved the ability to live the life the way that she wanted to. And it didn't have anything to do with chasing greener pastures. It was like, look, I'm born with a soul to be fully expressive. You don't want to do that. I understand, but that doesn't mean that I can't do it. Yeah. So yeah. this, you know, in one life to live, you have to really know what you want, and then that's the starting point. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll end with this. You know, I think it's very important for people that are in relationships of that depth where it's not that easy. You know, to to end them and to you know move on. You know, both of them need to be confident in who they are and. Again, it's that power with versus power over, like we talked in the last podcast. Mm, it is. My husband is the most confident, self-assured man. And because he is, he lets me be everything I dream up. The only time he ever interjects himself is when I'm in danger. And you know, and this is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And this is, what, this is what we're saying, internal conflict. If you have internal conflict, it shouldn't be coming from your relationship. Yeah. Very good. Right. Very good. Yeah, it yeah. shouldn't be coming from your relationship. The relationship becomes a reflection of the inner thoughts and the inner conflict that we have. Yeah. So when we address the, the real needs, the real truth that we have within ourselves, we no longer have that conflict within, and we find that the life around us also agrees with us because now we move about the world and we feel better. We have joy. We express ourselves that we, the way that we want to because we have taken care of whatever that need was inside. I think that's a good place to end, Coach. All right, absolutely.